What did you do to this bird? I used Kikoman. I got the brine recipe from KikomanUSA.com. Not only is the meat juicy, the simple prep creates a gorgeous golden brown that just makes you want to go for more. That's Uma Magnificent. Welcome to the Ramble Podcast, hosted by Dave DeBah and presented by Rippin.com. As always, the Ramble Podcast is coming to you live from the Super Plus Rippin.com broadcast studios in the heart of Silicon Valley. Now, to the host that can't stop rambling, Dave DeBah. The Ramble we go. I am Dave DeBaugh, and I want to talk sports with you, North America. Okay, uh, coming up on The Ramble today, we'll do a quick recap of your Week 6 National Football League season, and I'll give you my news and notes from Week 6 of the NFL. Plus, Alex Smith has actually had 17 surgeries on his leg since that horrific injury last year we'll get you an update on alex smith plus the big news of the day is of course jalen ramsey a new member of the los angeles rams and i'll tell you why the rams did a poor job addressing their actual problems all of that and trust me a whole lot more coming up on the ramble today but We begin with a quick trip, if you will, down week six memory lane of your National Football League North America. And I thought we would start the show off by talking about what happened on Monday Night Football. Hands to the face, North America. (laughs) If they ever do like an Ace Ventura 3, I want to see them incorporate hands to the face, Dan. (laughs) I'm I'm just saying, it would be so fantastic. Instead of laces out, they could go with hands to the face. Look, the refereeing in the National Football League has been absolutely horrific. And in fact, it's even gotten worse since the NFL and the Referees Association agreed on a new deal about three and a half weeks ago. And there are all sorts of parts of that deal that you might not be aware of. And there's there's a lot of like continuing education for NFL referees that they're going to have to go through. There's a lot of uh, in the first three years of being a National Football League referee, you could easily get canned. All of that is great and sort of a step in the right direction, but none of it actually addresses the real problem. Now, on Monday night, the Packers went on to beat the Lions 23-22, as you all know, and it was a Mason Crosby field goal that did in the Lions in Green Bay. Now, normally, I wouldn't say a play will change a game. Normally, I wouldn't say that. I would basically say, yes, there's bad calls, and a lot of times the bad calls even each other out. One team gets one, another team gets another, and eventually everything sort of gets evened out because everybody's had horrifically bad calls against them. In this particular case, there is an absolute argument to be made for the Detroit Lions that they simply got robbed. 
They literally walked into a bank with a bunch of cash, and before they got to the teller, it got stolen from them. That is how blatantly bad these two hands-to-the-face calls were against Trey Flowers and the Detroit Lions. Look, if you're wondering, oh, what's the solution for this? We can't possibly sit around and and replay every single play and send it into instant replay, which of course, as we all know, is 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 not instant. There's actually nothing instant about instant replay at all. Look, I know when I make instant oatmeal and I pour that hot water on top of the oatmeal, it's instant oatmeal. Anyways, nothing instant about instant replay in the National Football League. That being said, when are we going to just realize that every play, I think especially maybe even in the last 10 minutes of a game, maybe just say every play in the fourth quarter is reviewable. (laughs) It's really pretty simple. And I will say this too, like there was no reason to review that play more than once. Look, the people in New York, when they sat down in their plush studios and were watching what was happening in Green Bay, should have picked up the phone, a mobile phone, if they don't have a landline anymore. (laughs) And trust me, the National Football League had like 15 cameras. They had every possible camera angle to prove that there was no hands to the face. There were a bunch of referees sitting around in a plush studio eating Domino's pizza and probably drinking way too much Budweiser Platinum Light. Look, I'm not even sure what that is. I just love the commercials. (laughs) Real quick, I was at a party a couple weekends ago and I actually saw Bud Light in in a thing and I'm like, and this is like the one time a year where I'll do... I'll say, oh, well, their commercials are so good. I'm actually going to try it. And then I start, I get like three sips into it. And I'm like, how can anybody drink this after they've had Guinness? I'm just saying. (laughs) Anyways, absolutely horrific. The National Football League needs to make a move to allow instant replay to actually be used throughout the game in other ways. And when we do get in, in all seriousness, to the last five minutes of a game, I think every play should be reviewable. That these two particular plays could have easily been reviewed, and I know, and I did it on my television. <laughs> you could have easily reviewed both of those plays in under 60 seconds, North America. All right. Um, so moving on to the rest of the NFL. Hey, London was uh, calling the Panthers as the real Jameis Winston finally showed up. Look, the week before I gave Jameis Winston and their head coach, Bruce Arians, a ton of credit. And now I need to go ahead and just rip that credit away from them because Jameis Winston looked like he had completely regressed back to his Pop Warner days. The only thing that he didn't do that he would have done back then was walk into a convenience store and steal some crab. And you all know what I'm talking about. Was it crab or was it lobster tail? I don't know. I think it was crab legs. Anyways, 37 to 26, five horrific interceptions for Jameis Winston. Look, these weren't just good plays by the defenders. These were plays in which Jameis, um, let's just put it this way, sailed the ball north of the wide receiver. (laughs) 
Moving on to my Minnesota Vikings, who ended up beating the Eagles 38-20. Kirk Cousins uh, certainly looked good, as did Stefan Diggs. 333 yards for Kurt, four TDs, and an interception that shouldn't be counted as an interception because it hit, it literally hit, Stefan Diggs in between the one and the four on his jersey. Carson Wentz um, and the Eagles um, came back and played a hard game. Not too much to say other than I guarantee they won't be in my top five power five rankings for your National Football League week number seven, if you know what I mean. Texans, uh, Chiefs, Texans uh, did what I didn't think they were going to be able to do, uh, but Bill O'Brien, and and the reason for this Texans victory was Bill O'Brien. And I know a lot of you out there are like, oh, well, Bill O'Brien's not that great of a head coach. If Bill O'Brien's not that great of a head coach, then why are the Texans 4-2? and two? Look, that team was riddled with injuries. They made some horrific decisions in the offseason with uh, player evaluation. You let, you let Clowney walk out the door, Houston. <laughs> and yes, I thought you had a problem. And as it turns out, Bill O'Brien is a bit of a magician. If we were to go back and look... At the Texans under Bill O'Brien, I think we could actually make a case that Bill O'Brien might be one of the most underrated head coaches in the National Football League. You know, the kind of coach that gets a lot out of nothing. Now that he has something in Deshaun Watson, who, by the way, wasn't even that great in that game. 280 yards, one TD, and a couple of picks. I mean, Patrick Mahomes clearly outplayed him statistically, with his three TDs. Now, Mahomes is dealing with a bad ankle. He looks um, he looks tough out there. I love his grit, and I love how he plays. But the reason the Chiefs lost was because of Bill O'Brien. And what that really means, if you're a Chiefs fan, is Andy Reid, for the second week in a row, got outcoached by somebody else. That is why the Chiefs lost that game. To the Tank Bowl we go, the Washington Redskins uh, visiting the Miami Dolphins in a game that nobody really cares about. Like, do you really think the number one draft pick is going to make any sort of difference next year for either of these teams? And by the way, somebody forgot to send Bill Callahan the message that the Redskins were supposed to tank. Because they didn't tank. Now, clearly the Dolphins attempted to tank until the fourth quarter. 17-16 to 16 was the final there. Case Keenum looked like Case Keenum. Adrian Peterson looked like Adrian Peterson about four years into his career as he rushed for no TDs. <laughs> but 118 yards. Hey, Saints at Jags, uh, the... Jalen Ramsey was uh, still on the Jags, though, uh, miraculously has recovered from whatever kind of back injury he had in order to make this trade actually happen earlier in the day. We'll get into more of Jalen Ramsey in just a second. However, the Saints ended up winning that game 13-6. to Magician, magician, magician is Sean Payton with Teddy Bridgewater. 240 yards of ball control offense. One TD. And they went on to win. That Saints defense, I think, 
at least through six games in the National Football League, is the second best defense in the NFL. You can't say that they're better than the Patriots just yet. You just can't. But they are clearly the best defense in the NFC, and that is a fact, North America. And I can back it up with all the stats, which I could just load up in the U-Haul and bring over if you like. But I'm not going to do that. Garden Minshew, one interception, 163 yards. And more than that was the fact that he was completely under duress. He, at times, had the Fred Astaire happy feet of that good-looking guy in San Francisco, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo. And don't tell me about Jimmy Garoppolo's 95% quarterback ranking. (laughs) I don't want to hear it anymore. Anyway, so the Jags end up losing at home to the Saints. Not too surprising there. We're going to segue really quickly into this Jalen Ramsey trade because, well, we just got done talking about the Jaguars. Jalen Ramsey to the Los Angeles Rams. The Jaguars get a 2020 first round pick, a 2021 first round pick, and the fourth round pick in 2021 that nobody's going to care about because the Jags will have traded it away anyways. That being said, nobody won in this trade. Now, if you're a Los Angeles Rams fan, you've got to be sort of excited until you realize they had traded Marcus Peters a little earlier in the day. They gave away the brand that is Marcus Peters for Kenny Young in a fifth round draft pick in 2020 to the Ravens. So now Peters is gone, who, by the way, suddenly looked slow. I don't know. I mean, like, I know what happens to quarterbacks in the National Football League, you know, when they actually really do start to fall apart. You know, Phillip Rivers this year. Just watch Phillip Rivers for the rest of the year. And by the end of the year, will you be surprised if Phillip says he's coming back next year? I'm just saying. Cornerbacks in the National Football League tend to also have similar issues when they start to lose steps. Players like Marcus Peters and eventually Jalen Ramsey are usually smart enough to um, deal with their loss of step. In other words, they anticipate plays and they usually end up having a, um, if you will, a rebirth of their careers in the second half of their careers. You've seen it time and time and time again. Rodney Harrison is a great example of that when he went from San Diego and eventually ended up with Bill Belichick in New England. Jalen Ramsey in the Rams is a fantastic pick for the Rams, assuming he really is healthy. And giving away the trade picks is one thing. But what it didn't do was address any of the Rams' real issues that they actually have, which is running the ball. They are currently in the National Football League. The Rams are ranked 22nd in the run, North America. They're averaging, um, I think, maybe around 98 yards a game, which doesn't sound terrible, but is in today's National Football League because the, if you will, the Madden numbers that everybody puts up are so unbelievably outrageous that when you're 22nd in the National Football League and you have Todd Gurley on your team, who hasn't been Todd Gurley of 2017 at all this year. (laughs) Now, I'm just saying, 
and partially uh, the second half of 2018, Todd Gurley definitely looked injured. He continues to look injured. They need help at running back North America. They addressed a problem that they didn't really have in Los Angeles. They got better in the long run, but in the short term have not in any way addressed the real problem, which is the running situation in Los Angeles. 23-17 to was the uh, Bengals' uh, loss to the Ravens. Oh, you know, not too much to say here about this game other than Lamar Jackson set a National Football League record. He became the first player in the history of the National Football League in a regular season game to pass for over 200 yards, which doesn't sound that impressive right there, but then to also run on just 19 attempts for 152 yards. I am just saying that was nearly 400 yards worth of production from your quarterback. A quarterback that barely got drafted in the first round. I like to remind people of that stat, North America. Lamar Jackson with the right offensive coordinator and the right defense and the right offensive line could flourish in that system. (laughs) Look, Lamar Jackson could not flourish in Cleveland. Look, weeds cannot grow in Cleveland. <laughs> Speaking of Cleveland, the Seahawks went into Cleveland and beat them 32-28. to And yes, the Baker Mayfield commercials are still on television. Yeah, this is another example of, of good coaching versus bad coaching. I got to tell you, Russell Wilson aside, pound for pound, all the other players in that game were better on the roster for the Cleveland Browns. They really were. We can go down the list, and I can prove to you that the Cleveland Browns roster, except for Russell Wilson, is stronger than the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks win 32-28 to because they have a real head coach as their head coach in Pete Carroll. Freddie Kitchens should be shown the door if they lose two more consecutive games, I'm just saying. The 49ers went into Los Angeles and won 20-7. to I am um, no longer allowed to make fun of Jimmy Garoppolo when I'm actually covering a specific 49ers game unless there's a reason to, and there isn't. I just 243 yards, one interception, no TDs, but yet the 49ers are 5-0, and and you can just hear the sarcasm in that, can't you? Jared Goff, 78 yards passing. Their top running back rushed for 40 yards in Los Angeles. Look, this 49er defense is really a top three NFC defense right now. They are playing so good in all facets of the game, North America. Not going to say anything. I'm not going to ruin it by saying anything else about Jimmy Garoppolo right now. Cardinals, Cardinals won. 34 to 33 in the game that appeared nobody actually really wanted to win in the end. <laughs> I feel so bad for the Atlanta Falcons. I really do. I had this whole Dan Quinn death watch thing going on last week, if you remember. I was like, wouldn't it be great if if they were down by I think I said like 35 to nothing, and then Arthur Blank would go into the Falcons. Um, uh, a locker room at halftime and just can Dan Quinn on the spot. And of course, we all know Arthur Blank's a really class, class act, so that wasn't going to happen. But 
at one point during that game, I was starting to think, you know, I think it was like, I think it was like 20 to three or 20 to seven at one point. And I'm like, God, this could happen. <laughs> this Dan Quinn thing getting fired at halftime. It, it actually really, really could happen. Um, 34 to 33 was the final. It was a missed extra point that did in the Falcons, at least from going into overtime. Um, the Cardinals are two, three and one. Kyler Murray, uh, 340 yards against what can best be described as a division two secondary three TDs, and um, that's really all I need to say about that. Matty Ice, uh, not Matty Ice, Matty Ryan, 356 yards of uselessness and four TDs. He actually had a good game for the first time in weeks. Broncos shut out the Titans, and as I predicted successfully, (laughs) Marcus Mariota is done in Tennessee. I don't know what's going to happen this week. But let's just face it, Marcus Mariota is done in Tennessee and will probably end up being a backup quarterback in New York. (laughs) I'm just saying, that's where you'd see a guy like that end up, like with the Jets. Um, 17 to nothing, the Titans got shut out. They are two and four on the season. Jets did the unthinkable and they beat the Cowboys at home. Dak Prescott, 277 yards. Zeke, 105 yards, one TD. Um, uh, Sam Darnold just appears to be the real deal. I've been resistant. I'm still resistant. I don't know that Sam Darnold can actually win you a Super Bowl. But then again, there's been a bunch of people that have won Super Bowls that you kind of didn't think should win a Super Bowl. You know who I'm talking about, don't you? That being said... um. Uh, the, um, just think Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback. Okay. (laughs) Uh, think, think Ravens quarterback. Okay. And you'll know what I'm talking about there. Anyway, Sam Darnold uh, did look good. He was an energy, uh, bunny rabbit, if you will, uh, coming off of the mononucleosis, uh, and they upset the Cowboys at home 24 to 22. I could go on about the Cowboys. Well, I'm going to reserve that rant for another day. Just know that I have one. Okay, North America. <laughs> uh, Chargers at home. Uh, Steelers just destroyed them 24 to 17. The game seems, the score seems a lot closer than it actually was, at least during the first three quarters of that game. I've talked about Philip Rivers extensively on this show, and you all know how I feel about Philip Rivers. I absolutely love Philip Rivers. There is no hatred in my body towards Philip Rivers at all. Growing up in Southern California, I had a chance to watch a lot of Dan Faust play quarterback. And Dan would just simply sit back there and take the punishment. Philip Rivers is like a modern day version of Dan Faust. He is so much fun to watch. But like Dan at the end of his career, it became painful painful even the simplest passes dan made look difficult philip rivers is doing the same thing now like even the seven yard screen pass looks like philip's throwing it and it looks like his arm is about to fall off (laughs) I'm, i'm just saying north america it is not a pretty thing at all in yeah for that uh for that franchise at this point okay so one last just a uh, quick story 
And um, if you remember back to last year, um, Alex Smith of the Washington Redskins um, had an absolutely horrific injury. Um, and to this point, the update on Alex Smith, if you will, at this point, is that he has had not one, not two, not three, I could go on, 17, can you imagine doing that whole not thing? 17 surgeries since his broken leg last November. Now, this is according to the Washington Post. Now, let me ask you this. After 17 surgeries on a broken leg, an injury as horrific as that one was, should Alex Smith even consider coming back to the National Football League? Through the years, I'd been hard on Alex Smith. But as his career went on, and as I suffered through a bunch of years here in the Silicon Valley with a bunch of different quarterbacks, I realized that Alex Smith was a really good, solid quarterback. Um, Colin Kaepernick, for a couple years, was a really good, solid quarterback in the National Football League. Now, both of them had injuries and had some other issues, and we all know what happened with Colin Kaepernick and the blackballing that's gone on in the National Football League, which is um, very hard to watch. Uh, I don't want to get into too much detail on the Colin Kaepernick uh, thing other than to say it is a real thing and the owners in the National Football League should be ashamed of themselves. I'm just going to say it that and leave it at that. Back to Alex Smith, though. Alex Smith, oh my God. Alex Smith had really just, if you go back and you look at the stats and you look at this kid, he was not necessarily your top-tier National Football League quarterback, but he was way more dependable than, I want to say, 20 of maybe 23 of the other starting quarterbacks in the National Football League. Like, literally, you've got your top four or five quarterbacks, and then it's Alex Smith. There's nothing, look, as a Minnesota Viking fan, I would be happy to have the fifth or sixth best quarterback in the National Football League. Alex, you have a job in Minnesota. (laughs) I'm just saying. Anyways, North America, um, I just thought it was important that we covered that. I don't think we're ever going to see Alex Smith again in a National Football League uniform. I think this injury is, is, he's going to overcome it, but to go back out and, and risk it inside the National Football League again, might be just too much to ask of Alex Smith, North America. All right, um, that is it for the big ramble uh, today. Um, just a couple quick news and notes. A new website, Rippin, R-I-P-P-I, two N's and a dot C-O-M. <laughs> so make sure you check out ripping.com. Um, Podcast-wise, um, we are heading out on um, a week and a half vacation, uh, so not entirely sure we're going to get another broadcast in again until probably the 25th or the 26th of October. Uh, however, you never know. <laughs> all right, North America, once again, thank you so much for all of the support. Uh, the show is on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever the hell that Google app (laughs) podcast name is, and is doing extraordinarily well on iTunes. For The Ramble, I 
am Dave DeBob, reminding you that you can't win a championship if you play for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, you know, I might have to change that one by the end of the year if Cam Newton doesn't play anymore. It's possible now. And good luck, North America, because in this era of Donald Trump being your president, trust me, you're going to need all the help that you can get. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.